bring a year that was different from all others. For geeks, healthy, John John, B. James, and Rico were brought together to take on a common enemy. Boredom, that year, the Geeking Outside the Box podcast was formed to tackle all things geek and, of course, ignorance. Ladies and gentlemen, the Geeking Outside the Box podcast. I'm gonna leave this shit. All right. Well, that is <laughs> never a good sign, but we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Welcome back. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Oh my God. You know what? It's a new episode of the Geeking Outside the Box podcast. So that's what's always really good. Episode 14. That's right. How's everybody doing? John, we John. Here like somewhere. Oh, you know I'm all right, man. Doing my thing out here, baby. Mm-hmm. Dang, I'm doing my thing. B, how's everything h- hitting on your side of town? Uh, everything's good, man. Everything's good. Feel good too. Feel good. For those who didn't hear us in the pre-show, like John wasn't here as he's as he's <laughs> oh, as he's tearing God. the sound. Breaking every rule of of any kind if, of recording. If yeah, Pat, if Pat Dennings was a sandwich. <laughs> oh my god! Yep, with the white on his mouth. Oh. That's not okay. Rico, how, how Rico, how you feeling, brother? Hey, you know what, man? It is a okay in my hood. I ain't got no complaints. I heard that. Heard that. You know. What about you, brother? Man, I'm doing all right. The temperature's rising. Temperature's rising. Oh yeah. <laughs> no don't, don't get don't get sent to jail just like that, man. Please don't. <laughs> please, please. Let's uh let's censor all uh, that. That was is. exactly why he got sent to jail because he said your buddy's yearning. Oh my god. Hey. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, this isn't on our rundown, but I was thinking about him the other day, and it's just sad okay. that I don't get to hear the music as much as I used to. I know I it's not a popular thing to say, but I like the music. I don't condone, I guess, like some of the stuff, but you know, I like the music. Are you gonna still listen to the music, the pre before you knew what you knew music? I mean, yeah. And as my <laughs> as our good brother Adam says, <laughs> you know. Hate the person, don't hate the music, you know? <laughs> like, the, the music didn't hurt nobody. Damn. LB can't sell out this week. So. <laughs> it just left clues. It left brand <laughs> <laughs> oh, My man. mind's telling me no. Hey, man. And that's how many people got into their kid situations right now. So, anyway. <laughs> But the temperatures are going up. Snow's finally melting all across the Chicagoland area. And I imagine most places, wherever you're listening to us from. Now that spring's almost here, what are you guys excited about being able to do without all this effing snow? Uh, I don't know. You, John, you know you're what? muted. I, am I muted? Oh, shit. I was muted. No. <laughs> Work gets a little bit easier for me. Hopefully, nobody heard all the ruffling of me destroying my meal. 
but work gets a little bit easier for me <laughs> because the snow has been a hinder to my job and I do not like getting stuck in alleys for long periods of time. So I'm glad that the fucking snow is melting. I embrace the spring. Okay. Embrace that thing. What about you, Rico? Um, I think it's just having the availability to go on a midnight cruise, uh, just drive around and shit like that. Um, I fucking hate driving to y'all. Let it be known that. Not, let it be known right now. Because that drive is mm-hmm. a bitch. <laughs> and I think it's only because I know I have to go. But whenever you just want to fucking, you know, hop in your car and just drive, clear your thoughts, listen to some music on the way wherever you go. I think that's like some of the best shit for me. Absolutely. Right. Then you go pick up some random whore. <laughs> Wait a oh, minute. Oh, oh, this oh is not God. okay. I'm sorry, it's the wrong podcast. That's not okay. I, I said very oh, much the wrong podcast. Clear your mind, not a drive to bust a nut. There is a huge difference. Where's the difference in clean your mind and clean your? Okay, that was more bad. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no difference in clearing your head. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, I really had full intentions of that just being a really positive situation for me. You know what? I was I was with you, Rico, because I was literally about to hop in and be like, you know what, man? Sometimes I do just like just cruising when I'm by myself and just like, you know, letting the air hit you and just thinking. But the two degenerates we work with just will not You knew better. You knew better. <laughs> you knew better. <laughs> knew he's gone. He's gonna, gonna corrupt that thing. <laughs> B, what are you looking forward to? <laughs> you know what? I am really, really looking forward to. What's that? And it's like you would think I would see y'all enough, but I'm actually looking forward to us barbecuing again. Okay. Kicking it, chilling, nice weather, barbecue, drinks cigars or whatever i'm looking forward to that that's what i'm most i'm looking forward to that that was definitely fun well you know there's a lot of barbecues happening right now because black people can't help themselves when uh it goes above freezing outside oh my god <laughs> Shit, is that, black is that, is that a little sunlight from, today <laughs> from chicago cannot help themselves because mm-hmm. the cold weather is so oppressive to us that when it when it goes over thirty degrees, oh, it's time for shorts and sandals. Like that that fifty degree, forty degree weather does not bother us. It's ridiculous. Oh, you, best believe, you best believe I'm in shorts as we speak. Un unbelievable. Um. So yeah, we're looking forward to the warm weather. Also, with spring comes a lot of new content. You know, the next wave of Disney Plus shows for Marvel is coming. Some more movies are going to be dropping. <clears throat> as a matter of fact, this. Uh, I think this Friday is when the Coming to America sequel comes out, which, I mean, I'm going to watch it, even though the story makes no sense whatsoever, but I'm going to watch it. Um, A lot of things to get excited about. Also, you know, we have some news to announce about going forward in terms of like a new format. This is something that's going to be a new surprise to to John John because he missed all the pre-show meeting, but... What we're going to be doing is, you know, we went weekly because WandaVision was so new and we just had to. We just want to see like what Marvel is going to be bringing us. But as we go forward, 
we do want to make sure that we're looping in enough opportunities to talk about like comics, video games, anime, and other things that are happening as well. So what we're going to do is, you know, break up some of Falcon and Winter Soldier and other Disney Plus series moving forward. So that way, when we do do a review, it'll probably be a multi-episode review. So we're covering like episodes one through three instead of like episode one, episode two. And then that way, in those other weeks, we're hitting some of the other big things that are going on in the news. Um, But rest assured, if something like critical happens, you know, all of a sudden, you know, fucking Tony Stark pops up in episode two of Falcon and Winter Soldier, like we're going to talk about it. We're not going to skip it. So don't feel like we just won't address like the elephant in the room. So yeah, you want to look out for that. Uh, And we're excited to bring, you know, all the new stuff to you all. I'm excited. Yeah. It's just, you know, uh, WandaVision, uh, one, like you said, it, it's the first Disney plus uh, Marvel show out the gate. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just so it's going to uh, connect so many different things as far as the movies and the shows and possibly comic books. So it's important that we cover it week to week. So agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. You swallow your food yet, John, so you can make a comment? I was going to say, what say you, John? He want to say something, but he got too much food in his mouth. <laughs> Giggity. Yes. I am, I'm all for that idea. Oh, uh, yeah. No. Uh, you you got to sit on it perfectly. Um, okay. Yeah, nothing, nothing more needs to be said. That's a fantastic idea. Well, you know, nothing else has to be said. Oh, go ahead, Rico. I was going to say, I'm really glad that he continued with his sentence because I thought he was going to come off of mute and just be like, yes, and then just go straight back to mute. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have put it past him. But guess what? Since we are back virtual, we have another member of our crew that's with us, and he's ready to get the party started. What the hell did you just watch? Can't believe your lying eyes. The Geeking Outside the Box podcast is here to review the hottest movies, TV shows, comics, games, and more in this edition of Did That Just Happen? All right, another. I'm not even going to you all. Fuck, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> another edition of Did That Just Happen? WandaVision, episode eight. Nope, nope, I'm not going to. I'm not gonna let you all bring me down. It's the last <laughs> Black History Month. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that was your voice that did that. I don't want to. <laughs> if my voice could do that, I would be making so much bank. Like oh, I want to do so work so much. <laughs> but uh, but man, man, episode eight, the yes. ultimate episode of the series of One Vision. Uh, so mm-hmm. let's get into it. So we finally get to see the context in terms of like how all of this happened, right? So we first start off with our code open with Agatha being brought to a witch's pyre, which is just a bundle of wood for those who don't know what a pyre is. They were going to light her ass on fire for not being a witch because this turned out to be her coven, but for apparently like dabbling in like the dark arts and doing forbidden magic. Uh, turns out the leader of that coven was actually Agatha's mom. And for some reason, her mom, after seeing Agatha reverse the life force out of like 12 other witches, decided to keep going for it. And then she died. 
So we saw just how powerful Agatha could be um, back into her little basement. She's talking to Wanda, trying to figure out like how did all of this happen? And turns out Agatha's just like the rest of the audience. She did not coerce uh, Wanda into doing any of this. She was, I guess, just flying by, saw the bright lights and was like, oh shit, what's happening over here? And stopped in. Like that's legit how it how it played out. Um, so her plan is to use some magic and kind of force Wanda to revisit her past to see like where everything's happening. And so now we finally get the answer to all our questions, right? So they go back first to her childhood where we see her mother and father, or at least what's portrayed to be her mother and father, because I still want to believe that it's possible that those are not, you know, her parents and could be still be like a Magneto situation, but whatever. And we see where the love of the sitcoms came from. I know a lot of people speculated, could it be maybe her and Vision watched a lot of sitcoms when they're on the run? Turns out when she was a kid, that was her source of entertainment when the war was going on in Sokovia. So her favorite uh, show was the Dick Van Dyke show, which as we noted very early on was kind of the basis for the very first episode. So they're watching that. And then that's the scene that we heard about in Age of Ultron when the bomb hits and kills her parents and her and Pietro are trapped under the bed. We see the ticking or beeping on the missile which mirrored the toaster uh, from the first commercial with the light blinking and everything, but nothing happens. You see Wanda as a kid kind of reach her hand out and Agatha thinks that maybe Wanda subconsciously used magic to stop it from going off. Even though Wanda's like, no, we just didn't know it was defective. Agatha still wants to kind of push a little bit deeper. So the next stop in their memories is the Hydra facility where they did the experiments on Loki's scepter, which contained the Mind Stone. Um, we see her walk in. It's a very funny line for actors like, so your response to your parents dying during a war was to join up with a terrorist organization? Okay. Um, <laughs> that's very practical, I guess. We see Wanda walk in. The stone leaves the scepter, exposes itself to Wanda, and just like, imbues her of all the powers of the infinity stone she sees a like an image in the stone so when i looked at it it looked like a future representation of the scarlet witch like it had her headdress and everything i saw some things online where people saying like is it like gene gray and stuff like that it didn't look like gene or like a phoenix it just looked like the power of the mind stone like exploded and it looked like a scarlet witch from the comics so at least that's how I saw it. So we see her with her powers. We see her in her cell. Now she's watching Brady Bunch, which again was that episode from the 70s when she had the kid. And ironically, we see the little sibling holding a baby doll. So she's watching an episode of Brady Bunch where, where the kid, oh my God, I forget which uh, Brady that is, the youngest one, but uh, it's kind of like rocking the baby doll. And of course, in her episode, that's when she has the kids. They go further even still, and we see kind of like, probably like a couple weeks after Age of Ultron, uh, her in the New Avengers facility upstate New York. She's watching Malcolm in the Middle. She invites Vision in, and they sit and talk. They have a little back and forth where Vision's trying to comfort her. 
and just you know pretty much let her know that he's there for her. And that's when Act was like, okay, parents dead, brother dead, vision dead, and you just wanted them back. And that's when she kind of like remembers, like, yeah, like I just wanted him back. Final door she goes through is at the sword facility, where we now see that our good friend, director Dickhead, clearly doctored the footage because she's like literally sitting at an info desk, like not like threatening anyone. Like she's sitting there just talking to people, like, can you please let me back? As if she can't just like explode the entire place and go find it. But she's trying to do it the right way. They eventually let her back. And here's where we start to see Hayward really starts to kind of like egg her on. Like he wanted her to either take him or try to bring him back right then and there. Because he's like, hey, you have the power to do this. Like he's trying to spur this on because I believe that whole thing was staged. I think him making her wait was for him to be like, hey, like, you know what? Tear him back apart make it look like we've been breaking him down so that way we can really like mess with her psyche. Mm -hmm. Um, So we see her going to his office. They talk, you know, like I said, he's egging her on to to, like use her powers to break him back. She says she can't do that. She goes down to see him. And then she says, I can't feel you, which is kind of echoing from infinity wars, infinity war, where they kept saying to each other, all I feel is you. He said mm. she can't feel him anymore so she just leaves him there which when that happened i was like oh shit like she didn't take the body how the hell who the hell is this and inside the hex we see her get in the car there's an envelope there and then i didn't realize that she didn't open the envelope i kept rewinding like damn did i keep missing her opening the envelope but she didn't do it and then she drives to jersey where we see westview which looks like a terrible place. Like I imagine most of Jersey is. Shout out to Jersey, but I think it's probably a terrible place to live. Um, Jersey <laughs> looks like a total shithole. And so she goes to Westview. You know, we see a lot of the characters, Herb, uh, Dottie's husband, uh, the mailman who turns out just a delivery dude. He's not important at all. Like he was, looked like he was doing some DoorDash stuff or something when she drove by him. And she goes to this plot of land and she opens up a deed that Vision bought. More on that in a second. And just from all the grief and pain, and I don't mean to make fun of this, she kind of just accidentally care-bared the shit out of this and just like the power explode from her chest. And that's how the hex and everything happened. Like it just accidentally just exploded out of her body. And I was literally like just sitting there like, I looked at my wife and said, did she just care bear this shit? Like, she just, like, exploded I mean, shit out of the chest. Because I was about to say, I, I explode shit onto it. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank you for that. Um, so, yeah. And then she'll, she's in this new black and white, you know, setup. And she manifests vision from her own body and soul. Which probably explains why when he tried to leave the hex, he started to deteriorate. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. I'm uh, pretty I sure that was from, from, the, from the Mind Stone, right? That she kind of... Well, the the same power, I was saying from her body and soul because the powers that she absorbed from the Mind Stone, right. 
<laughs> right. Can't, but the can't. thing, the thing, the thing that I saw, not to cut you off, B, uh, was that it's implemented now that her powers did not come from the stone itself because of what she did as a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the, so, what Agatha's trying to imply is that the Infinity Stone just dialed it up. That she always kind of had like witch abilities, which I think is how. I mean, we could talk about this in a moment, but I think that's probably more of how the X-Men stuff is probably going to happen. I think that they're going to say that the Infinity Stones might have activated the genes that were in powers that were in people, but they always had it. But go ahead, B. Uh, I was just going to just point out the fact that I think literally I've been the only one harping that that's not a corpse walking around the hex. Yep, you like, have been. I, I just felt, you know, one, it didn't make sense. I didn't see her as a character that would be okay with just loving on, kissing on a not really active type of being and it's all in her head. I just didn't see that intent too. A corpse walking around is still, let's just be honest, that's that's kind of dark. It's just, it's, it's kind of dark. So, so I just wanted to point out, you know, from the get go, I've been saying, I don't think that's a corpse walking around and that made total sense. Uh, and it's just still to the comics and everything that she does in the comics. She manifested him like she she met she brought him to life basically. Mm-hmm. So and it makes sense going forward with uh, him in the hex and you know the white vision, which you're going to get to. Go ahead, just wanted to yeah, say. Yeah. So we see that Agatha kind of ends the memory spell. Wanda hears the kids screaming outside. We see Agatha in her full comics form, like purple outfit and all, kind of got the like a magical rope that we've seen people like Doctor Strange and others use, uh, kind of around a kid's neck. And she calls her finally, like, you know, you're supposed to be a myth. You can create things whenever you want. You're the Scarlet Witch. That was the end of that main part of the episode, but we do get a mid-credit stinger where we see outside of the hex. His big plan is that they finally got they they obviously had been putting vision back together, so that was fine. Using the drone that they sent in, that she had the missile on it, and then wanted to kick back out to them with the residual magic on it, use that to power up the reconstituted vision. So we get the white vision from the comics, which isn't necessarily a bad person, just without a soul, right? It's just a machine that's just going to follow the orders of all the powers and abilities. So that was our last image. And yeah, what are your thoughts on the episode, B. James? Um, it, this episode was basically answering all our questions, basically with almost every, everybody from the, the mailman who we thought was a suspicious character to... Uh, uh, whether it was uh, Mephisto or whomever behind the scenes manipulating things and different things of that nature. Uh, I thought it was a solid explainer episode before the shit hits the fan. Uh, so we got a bunch of flashbacks. Uh, and the, the title of the episode was called Previously On. So it made total sense that they would go uh, back to 16, whenever the Salem Witch Trials happened. I, I thought that was an amazing flip on the Salem witch trials, uh, not being meant, burning her at stake. It was her own coven that burned her or tried to burn at stake. So I thought it was a really solid 
very solid uh, episode. And it, it told like, again, it told a lot of stories uh, of things that we thought could be possible and solid episode. Yeah, I, I, uh, it was definitely a good episode, like I said, just to answer so many questions. But the question is still remains in my mind, who is Pietro? Because the cliffhanger from the previous episode of her, I mean, him and Monica, that still lingers. So who's actually yeah. portraying that body? And, yeah, and she may mention that she didn't bring him in. She just took control of him using his ears and his eyes. In his mouth and stuff right. like that. So she right. pointed but, that out. So yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And that it's not his actual corpse. And she and she did mention, hey, it's not even here, somewhere else, another country full of holes. She was south for that one. But I think it was a very good episode. Like I said, just to explain explain away a lot of the theories that everybody had, kind of piece together some things, and give us a real look or beginner look at her chaos magic, which Agatha seems to really want to get her hands on. For what reason? I did see a theory of bringing back Mephisto, restoring his, his soul or his, or his being with that chaos magic because it can recreate. That's how fucking busted she is. So we will see. We will see on the next episode. Cool. Rico? Um, I, I, I gotta agree with them. Uh, this episode, first off, it was absolutely amazing. Um, it, it gave us a lot of answers that we were looking for. There's still some questions, uh, that we have, uh, let me know now, like John said, fuck, uh, fuck Agatha for that body full of holes comment and, uh, fuck director dickhead, man. I can't stand him. Uh, he he's just a, a, a disgusting, disgusting character in this series. Which I get it. You need a you, you need an asshole in almost like every show or movie, but his character just makes me want to fight him IRL. Um, but overall, overall, a really good, really good episode. I really liked how they portrayed uh, Wanda, like in terms of creating the hex. Because we already we already know she's busted, like in terms of like superpowers, but just seeing her like actually do it, it was just like on a whole nother level. I'm just gonna meet I'm just gonna make a a, a, a whole nother reality just because I can. Um so it, it was it was good and you know I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh for sure. So I got some different kind of questions for you all, right? So my first question is, did Tony love Vision, right? And the reason why I ask that is because in the scene in New Avengers facility, when they're sitting on the bed, Vision says like, well, I've never had anyone who loved me or anyone to love. In my head, I immediately went, well, that's kind of fucked up. Like, what about Tony? Like, you know, my man lets you get the body. Like, he could have gave that to anybody. He got a whole bunch of other AIs. Like, you know, he hooked you up, fam. What you talking about? But mm-hmm. just a question. Like, but then when you think about it, well, first, do you feel that Vision slash Jarvis 
was an actual companion to Tony. Yes. I'm yeah, pretty right? sure he yeah, I'm pretty sure from the he guess what he designed him to be as well as a protector of mm-hmm. uh like a secondary to Ultron. Yeah. Does anybody feel that he's not wasn't supposed to be like a companion to him? I think he was definitely a companion to uh, Tony, uh right? Tony. Yeah, that's 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 what his role was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you power rank Tony's friends, you gotta go like what? I guess you'd say Pepper, right? It's probably Pepper and then Rhodey. And then I would probably say Jar's vision. And then it's probably mm-hmm. fucked up, but happy probably like four. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like happy, happy should be higher, but you know, he was also getting paid. So um yeah. so then here's this question then. If that's true, who the fuck let Sword take his body? <laughs> like the damn he's made of oh. vibranium. Yeah, he was in Wakanda. Okay. Shuri? With Cap, with no, sure is was gone. Sure is out of there. Oh yeah, okay. This is this is during this is post snap. Yeah. So right, this is during think- remember she because you gotta think if they've had his body since the war, you gotta think that they had to got it during those five years, right? During the blip yes. time. Like so remember, Tony was only gone for three weeks. Like Captain Marvel found him on like the 22nd or 23rd day. So he came back after a few weeks. Right. Cap was in Wakanda with his body. Cap, Rhodey, Nat, Bruce, all them people. Who just let the government take take his body? And also, when Tony comes back and everybody tell him, like, yeah, like these people gone. Oh yeah, Thanos took the stone out of Vision Head and killed him. Like, I just imagine like after Tony got some food and fluids and shit into him, he'd be like, Yeah, by the way, so like what happened to Vision's body? Like, you know. All that vibranium and technology we put into that thing, like where's that at? Right. Like I just don't get like how this happened. It is. I would have to assume that sword might have been on, like I said, director Dickhead might have been on some Nick Fury shit, and somehow came across it, or somebody in Wakanda. Hopefully, that's something that we can see in this final episode of. How in the fuck y'all got him and got him here? Like, yeah, that is a very I, I, that's a damn good ass question. It, it's tricky. Maybe they, maybe they got the body from Wakanda when they left Wakanda. They probably just took it with them. How it got in uh, Sword's hands? I don't know. Yeah, because they still want trust in the government. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they ended up with the with his uh. His body. Yeah, because yeah, the accords are still a thing. Go ahead, Rico. Yeah. Uh I, I was just gonna say, like, there's probably like there's probably like two instances, three instances that maybe could have happened. Like, like John said, sword could have just been on like, some sneaky shit, and it's like, fuck that, I'm gonna take the body. Um B maybe Rody may have had like some type of influence on that. Uh, especially since it was like Tony's, uh, you know, pretty much like Tony's work. 
or see, I guess, just the higher ups in Wakanda. Like I maybe just did not want anything to do with it, which would kind of be stupid considering that it's vibranium. Um, and you would you would think that the place that has like the most vibranium would want something to do with it, but I I think I'm more leaning on the fact that like Sword just kind of played some sneaky shit and was just like, yeah, this is ours now. And kind of like did some contract bullshit behind the scenes in order to like legally obtain Vision's body. Yeah, yeah, I can I, I can definitely see Cap saying, "Hey, this is Vision. He's one of us. He's coming back with us." And uh, uh, the Black Panther, I, I, I can see him agreeing with them because him and Tony have a they got a good. I mean, him and Tony, him and uh, uh, Cap got a, a a great relationship. You know what I'm saying? He allows them in and out of Wakanda. Uh, so I can see that happening. Maybe, you know, because isn't fear, well, we don't know, it's not confirmed. We just assume it after the end of uh, Spider-Man 2 uh, that Fury's running sword mm-hmm. or is associated with sword. So maybe that's how we got in that, you know, their hands. And, you know, Fury's still good with Cap. So that, that kind of makes sense to me. So, yeah. You know, just questions that need to be asked, such as also, <clears throat> Speaking of people just wandering the fuck off, who let Wanda just bounce like two weeks after the big fight and her, you know, not being dust anymore, like on her own? Like, she's not from America. You all just let her just like rent a car and leave? Right. Where? Like, she's been gone for weeks now. Like, nobody's calling to be like, hey, like, where the fuck is our friend, our other Avenger? Like, what? Go ahead, John. Well, I don't know. She might have. She might just bounced on her own, like because when she comes back, she realizes, "Hey, Vision's gone." So she has that memory of what happened. Maybe she just bounced and said, "Look, I I need I need to get up out of here because I don't have him anymore." Apparently, you know, Thanos has been defeated. There's nothing left for me. My brother's my brother's gone. Nothing left. Maybe she wants to be fucking isolated or desolate somewhere in, in some kind of area. So I mean, that's at least what I'm thinking, because that's what kind of vibe that 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 gave off just from what we're seeing now. Uh, like not not only that, like realistically speaking, who the fuck is gonna stop her? Fair, you know, fair, like, fair. like you come that's, back. That's why. That's why you yeah, gotta bring but, in the sorcerer supreme. Yeah, but like if he's not there, who's really gonna stop her from just like you know what? I'm out. Like we all, like everybody acknowledges she is like insanely broken. <laughs> like, yeah, you can keep eyes on her, but at the end of the day, like if you don't have people on her level, especially like, if, like if you don't have people on her level. To be like, yeah, I'm here to enforce that you just don't do some dumb shit. Who's really gonna stop her? She could just straight up walk up on her, walk up out on her own, and just be like, "I'm gonna do what I want." Yeah, I I I agree with that. One, who's gonna stop her? Really, no one's gonna stop her, and she probably wasn't even doing anything hostile in the first place. So there's no point of even looking at her like that. Um, and then number two. 
Uh, you guys got to remember, this is taking place, what, three weeks after the, the events of Endgame? So y'all got to remember everything that happened in that one, that big-ass alien war happened on Earth. Two, all these millions of people just blipped back into existence. And then, you know, like, so they're taking care. And the original OG Avenger died, so they had to bury Tony. Uh, Cap is old now. They had to to bounce back from that big ass war that broke out. It was a lot of shit going on. So honestly, they ain't had no time to check on her. It wasn't even, you know, it's like, okay, she's an Avenger. She's gonna, she'll be fine. That's probably what they looked, they looked at it like that. Probably she'll be fine. We got other shit to take care of. Man, we got clean up. We got bury people. We gotta, we gotta activate some more social security numbers now that we know all these people. <laughs> And on top of that, too, like, the part that sucks is that, like, even if you wanted to, like, have her come back uh, in a terms, because, like, there's always that one scenario, like, kind of going off topic here, but, like, there's always that, like, that one scenario where if, like, if your friend is down or, you know, if, like, your homie's in a situation, you, you would want, like, one of the bros to come up to you and talk to you, be like, yo, this is what's happening. Like, if they tried to do that in, like, a womanly sense, they can't really do that anymore because Romanov's not there. So there's really, like, there's realistically nobody there who can just be like, you I? Like, <laughs> there's, that, there's wait, no wait, 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 wait. Oh, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. Only reason why I don't yeah. agree with that is because, truth be told, she wasn't really that close in that. She's close to Hawkeye in real life, uh-huh. if you think about it. Hawkeye's the one who gets her going in Ultron. Doesn't matter what you did, what you were. If you go out there, you fight, and you fight to kill. Staying here, you're good. I'll send your brother to come find you. But if you step out that door, you are an Avenger. He's the one that comes to get her in Civil War out of the compound. Like she literally threw Nat to keep get her off of Hawkeye in the big fight. Right. And at yeah, Endgame, the last person she's talking to at the lake is Hawkeye. Like about like, mm-hmm. hey, like how sad she was. Like, like if Hawkeye, like not physically, but if Hawkeye was like, hey, like maybe you need to come to the farm with me for a little while, mm-hmm. and, you know, and relax. Like, I think she would have thought about it. But I mean, yeah. I mean, and she yeah, could say gotta, no, but yeah. And again, it goes back to it. it's all happening weeks yeah, yeah. after that event. It's, Hawkeye had went on a, a murder spree, so he's he he yeah. went on a murder spree. Yeah. And then he lost his best friend. He had to watch his best friend fall off a cliff. And then he had to, his, his family came back. So he didn't even have time. To, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially when it happened yeah. weeks after the event. Fair. And I also want to say, we won't do it this episode, but there will be an episode where we're going to talk about who are the biggest killers in the MCU. And guess what? Hawkeye... And our good friend, blue friend Yandu, are right there at the top of the list. <laughs> Never forget, as much as we all sad about Yandu dying, thousands of children, okay, yeah, <laughs> were given the ego to die. Yeah, <laughs> he helped kill thousands Mary, of kids. Let's never Mary forget. Papa Joe. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'll never trust. I, I can't never trust anybody who whistles on purpose ever again. <laughs> so, that all right. So, what am I? Yeah, oh my God. So here goes uh, one of uh, an interesting question came up when we were talking in the pre-show. So Vision bought the deed to a property. 
which I mean begs a number of questions, but like one, like Tony couldn't just give you some California's property, man. Like, what is this? Like, well, why are you living in Westview? But <laughs> is Vision was Vision on a payroll? Like, how's he paying for this? Like, was Vision getting a salary? I can I can see I can definitely see Tony giving Jarvis, aka uh Vision, some money to do his thing to take care, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can definitely see that happening because Jarvis went to uh, Jarvis. Uh, Vision went straight to his side during Civil War. Mm-hmm. He was thick enough for Tony. He's like, look, I, I'm the strongest, or at least they, he thought, I'm the only one that can keep her at this facility and not let her leave. You know, I could see, I could see, you know, Tony, the the, the billionaire, mm-hmm. giving him his own look, account and stuff like that. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. Let's just play a game, right? Let's just assume that Tony's just writing checks for all the Avengers like they gotta eat right they can't get regular jobs who's getting LeBron money right like who's the highest paid Avenger not Tony obviously he's writing the check Cap Cap Romanoff Cap Cap is the LeBron and mm-hmm. and Spider Spidey Spider-Man out here he probably getting he probably getting Steph Curry checks uh, okay. and 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 fucking Hawkeye, Hawkeye, he get Draymond. <laughs> Hawkeye, get like the Draymond Green of the end of the Marvel hey, Cinematic Universe. Draymond got yeah. a max salary, though. What you talking he, about? He bring, he bring all the energy and hype, and he aggressive for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, and then they brought they and then Thor getting that Kevin Durant little check. Why you here? You know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> yeah, come hey, in. We need you. Yeah. I would say if somebody's getting the biggest check on being taken care of, I don't see not Rody because Rody still works for the U.S. government, so I don't think he's getting a check. Uh, he probably just borrowed money from his friend, like we all do. Uh, <laughs> I would come say. On, man. I'm gonna go with. I think Vision probably getting the biggest check. Vision, Vision probably getting the biggest check. Damn. Okay. Because because Cap probably still got checks from you know his his uh, his Shield days. So he probably he probably oh. straight. He don't he don't need no he don't need no bank. You know what I'm saying? Sudden. Cap and, had a savings account from 1914 that exactly. got so much interest <laughs> in 2020 that he is yeah, set. Cap, and you know but, Tony was a, Tony was a smart motherfucker. He probably looked up all that shit. Like I ain't paying, I ain't giving this nigga nothing, man. He don't need no money. Hey, but why would why would you pay somebody that's not even real? Like, hey man, he don't need shit. He, he is good. He's real, on, man. Vision, like man, I can't. I don't. I don't know what love is. He got. He got to keep him some Damn. coins, man. He can't let Vision get all. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't uh, think. I don't think. I don't think he out here. You know what I'm saying? Hey, think he, about he it, probably, though, man. Think about it. You probably, work for a company, and you find out, like, people getting checks, and you sitting here with all these titles. You got this this most powerful thing in the middle of your forehead, and you can't get a check. Yeah, you can't have a hostile work environment, man. He got to cut hey, man. Tony had to cut that check. <laughs> hey, man. He, Tony, <laughs> Tony is like, no, nah, we not going to have it. He, he probably out here getting the white salary, man. Like, come on, man. Nah, I don't know. Nah, wow. That paper, bro. He bought. He bought a D. He's a little about my boy, Crib. Y'all, 
Tony trying to go back mm -hmm. and for I mean uh Cap trying to go back and have a dance. Nah, I make it nah, nah, fuck that dance. Uh, Cap trying Cap trying I'm to go back to buy my booty. house. Cap trying to go back for some booty. The man literally you see, you see, he came back old and that booty and drained the life. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. go ahead, Rico. <laughs> you don't need to pay vision, shit, man. The man doesn't need to fucking eat. This man got the man ate one piece of gum and got drunk. Rico, Rico, I do not mean <laughs> to cut you off. I'm gonna let you get back back to what you were saying, but we just not gonna leapfrog over what this nigga said. Cap went and got the booty, and that's why he came back. So, oh, the booty drained. <laughs> like, we're not gonna leapfrog <laughs> over that, man. We're just not. This dude is. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Damn it, John John. <laughs> oh, man. I can't sit here and think that fucking Vision gets the most paychecks. Like I said, man, the man ate a piece of gum and got drunk. Oh, I don't literally, I literally don't need to run off of anything but what's inside of my systems. It, I don't need anything because I can fucking fly. It, like, my only purpose is just to serve the world unless there's a problem. Like, I, I don't see him getting the big. He got to take care of his girl, though, man. You know? Yeah, he got free will. I mean, he can do whatever he yeah. wants. He going on date. Who paying for this hotel they in in Belgium or wherever the fuck it was at when the movie, when Infinity War jumped off? Like, yeah. he had to pay for something. Man, hell no, nah, man. If he. Oh, okay. I, I have a reality warping powers. Yeah, I can get a fucking Belgium hotel for like a week. He can't warp reality. He can't warp reality. And I he's an Avenger, so he's not going to break any... He's an Avenger. He's not going to break any laws. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I, yeah. yeah. He, he, he definitely need a check. Tony got to keep him in. Tony don't want him coming in the office and say, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? He don't want that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You remember when I was in the internet, right? And uh, I kept internet. Remember, I kept Ultron out of the internet. Uh -huh. I saw some other things while I was in there too. You want me to let that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're right, man. Let me Tony go ahead. Tony don't want and, uh... that conversation. Don't come in my office yeah. with that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I saw some uh, things you were looking up that one week when Pepper was out of town. Oh shit! How much you say you won't? Uh, let me get this taken care this of shit for to you. Pepper right now. <laughs> I'll be real upset if I got blackmailed by my own fucking computer program. <laughs> right. So you just gonna sit there and beat your dick that day and thought I wasn't... Oh, oh my God. I seen that hentai version of Friday you got. You, you, you think you're gonna replace me with Friday? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so here we go. What do we think is going to happen on the finale next week. Rico, you go first. Uh, I want to see an all-out war. It's just that simple. Like, it, you, you, you give us <laughs> you goddamn right. <laughs> um, you, you give us this You give us this shit, you know, going into, like, you, you give us the end clip. You, we see White Vision. Uh, uh, we see Agatha and holding down the kids and shit like that. Like, I want to see pure action. We got glimpse of Monica using her powers. Uh, uh, keywords glimpse. Like, hell no. Nah. She's still in there. I want to see what's going on. I want to see if she can, you know, bring out more power or, you know, get a better understanding as she's fighting. Something of that nature. Like, I just want to see smoke. 
Okay, John, John. I think we're gonna see what this rabbit really is. This rabbit has been so important since being introduced that one episode of the talent show or the magic show. I think we get to see what that rabbit really is, whether it be a uh, manifestation of Mephisto that she's trying to recreate. Uh, also, we'll get this, uh, like, like I said, that's just pretty much the, the, the big bad. I think we'll get the big bad and as well as uh, probably a, a better a better um, look I'm at the Scarlet Witch and her cast magic. Uh, as well as things. we're going to see the kids get Monica. taken off the board, not maybe killed or anything like that. Uh, maybe they aren't real or maybe uh, they get taken. Um, one, we're going to see that. Two, we're also going to see uh, Hex Vision battle it out with White Vision. And I think this is how we get Vision back into the MCU. Uh, because remember, White Vision was, I believe White Vision was a thing when she started to go on that thing uh, in the comics where she was looking for her kids and she, you know, she went to Agatha, like, where are my kids and stuff like that. So I think we get to see the battle of the visions. Um, and I think it's going to take that Hex Vision to do something similar to what he did with Ultron, but maybe in a sense of maybe merging together. Something like that, maybe, I don't know, but I think that's, we're going to see the battle of the visions. And I think instead of vision getting sacrificed again, I don't know if that's going to, I don't know if I want to see, okay, vision dies again. And that's what sets her off. I think he's going to take care of that vision, maybe merge with him. And then two of the kids get taken off the board. And then three, um, just basically what Rome said, an all out war, them versus Agatha getting the kids back. And then them versus directed dickhead i think and that ties in with uh monica rambeau's power with her manipulating energies and different things of that nature uh and and just a, a a shot from half court i'm pulling up from half with this one i'm pulling up from half okay Steph. I'm a, okay I'm, Steph. i'm gonna step this okay. one and Steph say heard. and say that actually is still a version of pietro uh because if, mm -hmm. if Agatha said she was only controlling that dude, uh, how did he get the zipping speed powers? You see what I'm saying? She didn't give it to him. True. So I still think that's a... Alternate reality? Alternate reality Pietro. And he's also going to be helping out and doing something. Uh, so that's my half-court shot. That's a good half-court shot. Because he is the younger Pietro from the x -Men. I'm pulling up from the logo. Yeah. Okay. You got so, it. I like that. I like that idea. Uh, working backwards from what you all shared already, I do agree. I think the spell or whatever she had on Pietro on this version of Pietro will get broken, and he will join in on the fight to help them. Right. I definitely want to get the battle of divisions. I feel like I feel like Vision's going to like. The good vision, the one that's manifested from her being, is going to win. But I feel like that that vision is going to like sacrifice himself to either save her or the kids. And I think that's what's going to like probably help her go off the deep end. I think somehow 
it's going to be really fucked up. But I feel like somehow they're going to get Vision's body back again. I feel like that either that or if White Vision wins, I think that that's probably like part of the premise for like Iron Wars. Because remember, we still got that series coming up with Rhodey and uh, the uh, black girl that they got, Riri Williams, who was supposed to like take on Tony's mantle in the comics. And Iron Wars is supposed to be like what happens when Tony's tech falls into the wrong hands and Rhodey's trying to like help get it back. So I can see like this kind of like being the impetus or it's like start of that journey. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just going to be an all out spectacle. Like, you know, the heroes are going to rally up and take, you know, it's, you got to take down Agatha, you got to take down white vision. And then you still like, you know, they aren't powered up at that point. You still have a literal army outside the hex waiting on you. So it's still a few different fights that have to happen. So I really don't think that this episode can be under 40 minutes like last week's was. It's crazy that none of these episodes have hit an hour yet. But if anyone hits an hour, it's got to be this one. Like, I, I just can't see how to get it all done without feeling rushed if it's not an hour. Yeah, it's got to be It's got to be over 40 minutes. Like a 56-minute, a 56 to an hour or something maybe mm-hmm. uh, uh, would suffice and be enough time for them. Because there's nothing else to tell. Yeah. There's nothing else to tell other than what Rico said, an all-out war battle. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I agree with that. It's, it's got to be over the 49 minutes to an hour 10, maybe, somewhere mm-hmm. right there. So it can be great pacing. But, again, if it's all action, I can see them saying oh, 40-something minutes or thinking some 40-something yeah. minutes is it's okay. I also feel like in their in-credit stinger <clears> – <throat> We might find out like either who Jimmy's missing person is, because that's still the only thing we don't know. Oh, that's and, true. And it might be a thing where like he's not here, and you gotta wait, and you find out like it's somebody like super important, and then it's, that might lead into like Jimmy popping up in another series later on. So we can is, throw that out there. Is Ralph the? No, I was gonna say is Ralph we haven't the, seen the bunny, but yeah, we still don't know what who or that's what, what I was saying. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. The bunny could be. <laughs> Like I said, from what I've from what I've been gathering, I've been watching yeah. your boy uh uh Rockstar. Yeah, yeah. New Rockstars, yeah. Um, shout out to New Rockstar. Shout out, Eric shout out to New yeah. Rockstar. Yep. Um, they work so hard. Work so hard. <laughs> exactly. That's that's why we're gonna piggyback off of that. So the theory that he had behind the rabbit was could it be a possible possible Mephisto? Pretty much, Agatha was, that's the only way that she can bring him back in that form. And that she needs, she needs uh, Scarlet Witch's chaos, uh, chaos magic to try to reanimate him and bring him back. So, but the, the bunny has been a, a key part that she's been kind of hitting that here and there. And we saw him in this episode, you know, she fed him a fucking Lakeda fucking rabbits up herbivore so you just giving them fucking bugs all right so yeah obviously that that rabbit is somebody mm-hmm. important because yeah she cradles it and nestles it and all that good stuff so i think we'll get to see what that what role that bunny plays in this new episode no i like it either way i think we all are in agreement it's gonna be a really good episode man the last episode of wandavision and 
then two weeks until Falcon and Winter Soldier. Looking forward to it. Uh, and we'll be here to break it down for you all next week. We can't wait. So that's our WandaVision review. We have a couple other things we want to hit. So before before mm-hmm. we hit on those other things, uh, and I like to break this during the pod before telling y'all uh, uh, in the pre-show, uh, shout out to the UK. Hello, UK listeners. We got a new, new, new listeners. We reached the UK. Shout out to y'all. Hello. Oh, All right. Don't oh. like your food. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's, that's how you, that's how you, that's how you, that's how you come right yeah. into it, huh? Yeah, Ooh, get off. Why don't you get off it, mate? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, all. We all. appreciated your time. Uh, all right, right. It was nice. How dare you? Know, yeah. That short period of time that before smug fucker. Damn scallywag. Anyway. Scallywag is so long. Jeez Louise. Oh, man. So we did get a couple, some other news this week. Really quickly, uh, we got the official title for Spider-Man 3. It's going to be called Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, originally, okay. the actors trolled everyone uh, with different names. And real super bad because them hits all got like over like five minutes. <laughs> so yes. people were going for it. Uh, I fell but, into that rabbit hole. Yep. Oh, absolutely. I was. I, fell I deep shared deep. that shit instantly. Oh. Yes. Phone home. Oh, mother. And then all the other ones start coming, Home Wreck, and then Home Depot. I was like, you oh, yeah. mother. Uh, home Slice. Yeah, Home Slice. Home Slice. You mother. Yeah. <laughs> but does the name No Way Home give us any insight into what we might get with this film? Alternate reality? Where if we're getting Toby and Andrew Garfield, yeah? hmm Maybe alternate that alternate realm, uh, and probably we'll get that. Uh, we'll get that cameo from from my good buddy, uh, Miles Morales. You know, so I, that's that's where I'm going with this. I would love to see that. Uh, does uh, does Sony own the film rights to Miles since Marvel made yeah. him? So uh, even though they made him in a comic, yeah. they still get the rights because they own that universe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would love to see Miles Morales in live action. Uh, I think that would be fucking dope. Uh, you know, being a PlayStation Five owner and uh, playing. Uh, hey man, hey, hey, you here, man? I'm sick of this shit right now, man. I got something real for your ass in these hands. Fight me, bro. And uh, hey, this is gonna be the know, last episode that I hear this blasphemy because I'm pulling out the blicker he brings up the fact that he was a. <laughs> Listen, I played the game, and look, Miles Morales' power set is, he's just busted, bro. He has all the powers. Now, I, w- I think I was either talking to Rome or John. Uh, Miles isn't as strong as Peter, right? He's no, not he strength-wise, have... so that's what no. Peter has over all the other Spider-Men. His, right? his spider sense, his, Peter's his spider sense is, strong, is, is stronger than, than he is, I believe, right? Yeah. I think it's spider yeah, yeah. sense and his actual overall strength. I don't even think it's mm. age related. I just think he's the strongest Spider-Man. Yeah, he's and he has that, and then Miles gets like the uh, the, the stingers, like the little venom shocks or whatever, and uh, right, and, and the, and the uh, camouflage. Camouflage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then that's what this is another question I wanted to ask: Is Peter or Spider-Man is he also a Nexus? 
I don't think so. I mean, yeah, you would think so because, like I said, there's a version. Like when you go to 2099 and all these yeah. other worlds, he's there. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's kind of weird how that Nexus shit work, but yeah, yeah. I, I go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. Uh, but yeah, the, the name No Way Home. I'm thinking it, it might be. I think it's some uh, multiverse stuff at play. They get also placed into the fact that, you know, he needs to get his name cleared from the Mysterio stuff. So he literally probably can't go home because I imagine at that point, the feds and everybody's watching Aunt May's house because also not only would he be in trouble with like local government, the big government, because one thing that always gets glossed over from Captain America Civil War, Tony didn't register Peter Parker with the Sokovia Accords. Like, he just literally himself took him back to Queens and dropped his ass off with, mm-hmm. you know, a multi-billion dollar weapon suit. But whatever. Uh, he just, like, dropped his ass off. So, like, the government would probably look at him and be like, oh, well, here's a superhero. Like, why we don't have him registered? And I imagine, and like, a multi-billion dollar spectacles that he, he had. The specs, like, he yeah. those glasses. He owns those. Tony left yeah. them to him. And we're seeing now that, you know, government agencies are trying to take back stuff that Stark designed, like Vision's body and whatnot. So why wouldn't they come for like Edith or even Spider-Man's mm-hmm. suit and all the other stuff? Like, where, cause you figure he still has the Iron Spider suit. Like, you would think that they would want all of that. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. I think he'll, I think it'll, as much as I want it to be multiversal type of thing, I'm stuck in mm-hmm. another universe. Maybe that it, it can play into that too. I was gonna say I, maybe it's just primarily him being on the run, no way Could home. Be. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to Spider Man three. They said only in theaters in December, so we'll see if they can keep that promise. But we got some months to see. Yeah, like we uh, discussed last week, we were talking about mm-hmm. we were waiting on Johnson and Johnson's vaccine. That shit got cleared real quick by the FDA. Uh, what day before yesterday? So yeah, I yeah, can I see them saying, that look, I ain't taking it. Listen, that one says 68%. <laughs> anyway, please, please, yeah, That's, oh, not okay, that sorry. one. <laughs> yeah, not that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, do you all do what you feel is best for you and your person, okay? Anyway, <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> other things in the news. Black Superman. So there are rumors that Michael B. Jordan is being approached by Warner Brothers to Take on the role of Superman. Uh, I'll go to B first because he is our resident DC expert. And a what Superman are your fan. On, yeah, and a Superman fan. What are your thoughts stuff is, on... Stuff uh, is nuts. Damn. Stuff is nuts. You don't like It's because you, you, you got a PS5. Shut your mouth. Man, I can't tell who's a dick ride harder. Superman or Goku. <laughs> that man... <laughs> Rico might have some real animosity, but you know. Listen, uh, to go to LB's question, listen, while we're deviating on the hate train, um, <laughs> I, so you were asking, what are my thoughts on it? What do I, how do I feel about it and all that good stuff? Yeah, how do you feel um, about like the thoughts about Michael B. Jordan or anyone just being like they're being a black Superman? I have no problem with it if he is the earth three is that earth three the black superman earth whichever earth i think it's earth three 
if he's playing that role of Superman, if he's that Superman, I'm okay with it. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's tell a different story. Let's step off Clark Kent for a minute. But like we were discussing in the pre-show meeting, if that John was absent from, um, <clears throat> uh, fuck your couch. <laughs> uh, but if it's like they're just going to uh, change, do what they did with you know uh, Nick Fury with Sam Jackson and just turn them black, I don't know if I want that. And I get it. And I know, look, all the black listeners, yo, it's Black History Month, Black Power all the way. But there's certain things that needs to just not be changed. Clark Kent shouldn't be changed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he needs to stay the same Kryptonian that he was when he first was introduced in action comics. So he needs to be, that needs to say that him being black or white, I don't see that when I'm looking and watching and reading Superman comic books or anything with Superman in it. You know what I'm saying? I just see the entity that is Superman. So if he's playing that 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 uh, Earth three Superman, I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah, let's let's get it on 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 the film and uh, tell a different story and go from there. But nah, if it's a complete change and they just want to make Superman black just to do something different, I don't know if I'm on that train. No, that's a good point, and that's something that I know you, me, and Rico were discussing earlier where it's easy for studios to think like, okay, if we want to get representation and, you know, especially now with how everybody's willing to be woke and post online and whatnot, it's like, okay, let's sprinkle in and change the ethnicity to this character or make this one like, you know, think about Dr. Strange, like we're going to change the ancient one and we'll make it Tilda Swin. We'll just make it a woman. It's cool. That was like, oh, look how badass this woman is like, and that's cool. But then what happens when these audiences you're trying to reach go back to look at the source material because ultimately you want them to become lifelong fans and then they don't see that same representation. And then it's like, wait, this person isn't black? Or, oh, that that wasn't a woman the whole time? Like, oh, they just did it for that movie. Okay. And then you lose that connection, right? So... This is, we are recording this on Sunday, February 28th, the last day of Black History Month, uh, as is recognized in the United States of America. What can be done to improve the representation of Black characters in pop culture, right? Like, you know, it can't just always be, we'll just change something that's historically been white and make it Black, you know, just because, like, what can we do, whether it's movies, TV, like how can we improve the way Black people are perceived or how should Black people, you know, be represented to the masses? It, it, it needs to be authentic. They need to have their own identities, their own sets, their own story, everything. It's the only way it's going to be a good representation and it's got to be kind of free from those stereotypes of Black people. Because, like you said, just too many times we see certain characters get switched to the role of being Black kind of, you know, to satisfy an audience. So that would be my suggestion. I, I, 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. No, no color swaps, no palette swaps um, on characters that are already established, man. Start, you know, Hollywood needs to start looking at these uh, source materials that already have black established uh, superheroes and different things like that. I just named two off the top of my head, Static Shock. Where's the Static Shock movie? Where's the Static Shock show? You know, black, dealing with black problems, different things like that. Where's the Spawn movie? You know what I'm saying? Black character. Uh, where, you know, all of these, you know, Luke, for instance, they did Luke Cage very, very well. Did it very well. So start, you know, it's a lot of source material out there. Black with Lightning. African-American, Black Lightning, like all of this, stop putting us to the, uh, uh, only in a comic book or maybe in a TV show. You know, if anything, we saw Marvel do well is get a director like Ryan Coogler, a bunch of actors who can relate to us and make a phenomenal movie and we can relate to that shit. Like, I don't know. I think everybody here on this podcast related uh, to Black Panther in some way, whether it be the movie overall or it be the dying lines of Michael B. Jordan uh, Killmonger. You know what I'm saying? Like that you related that shit hit home. So start reaching and, and and putting the money into the source material so that way uh, it feels authentic and it's bringing in more to the masses and different things like that. Because when you just limit it to a comic book or a show or something like that, it doesn't it doesn't do any justice. It, it really doesn't. It's just going to be the same carousel round around. Um, I, I feel. Oh, this one's this one's a little this one's a little tricky, uh, at least for me. I, I think that Hollywood definitely does have to understand that uh, it's not just it's not just a color swap here and there. Um, I'm thoroughly thoroughly one hundred percent in agreement with what John John and B said. Um, I think that there's just a lot of movies that revolve around like a lot of quote unquote to or not even quote unquote that that just fall under like a lot of stereotypes which makes it easier for Hollywood to cast uh people of color um in in general and it's just it's not right and you know it it there should be movies that can you know there can be tons of movies TV shows, fuck commercials, anything that can be put out there that don't just have to fall under stereotypes. Um, and I, I think that Hollywood really does need to acknowledge that so that way it can be more authentic leading to, to what John said. Like you get rid of the bullshit, you can start fresh and go from, you know, pretty much go from there. You can build you can build better storylines or uh, uh, have originals or make established ones even better than what they already are. Um, so I think that's definitely something to go behind it. Uh, the other thing is too, is that I feel like it definitely falls on not just black actors, but just actors of color in general, like in, in general too, like, if you want shit to work, yeah, it's Hollywood's, you know, it's Hollywood's job to, uh, you know, want to make it work. 
but you also have to take a personal interest in it as well. Like, don't just read it. Like, don't just read shit for like face value. Like, kind of like just deep dive into it. Like, understand the storylines and you know how can you personally have your own touch onto this while still making uh the still making great movies or you know great voiceovers whatever the case may be whatever the role pertains to um i think that can i think that can also help too you know because it's easy for like it's easy for us to fall into uh uh stereotypes like oh I can make arroz con gandules. Oh, I'm Puerto Rican. They want to make a commercial about that. I can do it no problem. You know, that's easy money. Like, yeah, I can I can do it. But A, that falls under to a stereotype. And B, like, am I really just doing it for the money? Or am I doing it for a passion? You know, like that that dives deeper into it. You know, so like, that's just that's just my two cents on it. I know, I appreciate that. And I think the issues that stem from like the color switching and things of that nature, like it usually lends itself to more problems than it's worth, right? I mean, think about recent um, instances where we've seen in the big budget movies. Think about the much maligned Fantastic Four reboot, right? Where they brought in all of a sudden you know, uh, Dr. Storm was a black man. So Johnny was Michael B. Jordan, but they didn't want to go all in and say, well, his sister's also black. So then they had to do an adopted white girl because you only wanted one black person on the Fantastic Four. It couldn't be siblings, like blood siblings. They had, you know, you had to figure a way. Same thing when I think about this upcoming uh, Batman movie coming out with Robert Pattinson and they changed uh, Jim Gordon to be, uh, Jeffrey Wright was a great actor, you know, but a black man, which makes me think, okay, in that c- canon, then would that mean that his daughter, Batgirl, would be then also black? So then we're saying it would be a black Batgirl, right? Or if they ever did that point, where then they had to go that route of, well, he actually never had a daughter. Like, because then you start changing stuff because you don't want too, too much representation. And how does this ever get really fixed? It really does start at the top. Like you need in these studios, people of color who have lived and shared these experiences to actually weigh in. Like, you know, if people ever look at a lot of predominantly black shows that come on TV and stuff, the amount of white uh, writers and stuff, not that they're bad people who are on there compared to like black or Hispanic, it's so, you know, disproportionate, you'll look and be like, well, damn, how do they know about like all of our experiences if they couldn't have lived them, right? And that doesn't mean that someone white didn't have a hard life or anything like that, far from it, but to tell a black story or any kind of story of color is a very specific thing. And it's something that, you know, has to be entrusted to people. Like, think about Ryan Coogler, Black Panther, like, you know, Jordan Peele with the Get Out movies, like, when you have predominantly Black movies and you entrust it to creatives who are also Black and have the talent and ability, it usually works out. And Hollywood just has to recognize that, like, the Black dollar matters. Like The Black, black dollar Panther matters. Look at... 
dollars. <laughs> Black Panther made a billion dollars, and guess who won the Oscar? Into yeah. the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Black, Black, and Puerto Rican character. Like that's because, and I, I hate, I hate to keep giving Marvel, you know, all the kudos. Actually, sure, I don't sure. hate it. I love to do no. it because they're doing it properly. Um, Agreed. They're doing their research. They're hiring the right people to tell this particular story. They're not just getting a bunch of people who's never, like you said, lived this life. And then, hey, let's just make a Miles Morales story. No, that movie was, it was one, it was just a good movie. Two, all the, the music, the things that he was going through, his dad was going through, all that type of stuff. It made sense to uh, our community and it was okay for us to be like, yes, that is a good representation of us. Let the rest of the world see that. You know what I'm saying? So. No, 100%. So we did, you know, we know that's a different tone than what you all may be used to from us, but you know, with Black History Month coming to an end, that it really hit me when I saw the story about Michael B. Jordan coming in that one, we hadn't really addressed Black History Month at all on the show. Uh, so for that, I don't know if we need to apologize, but you know, that's an omission that we didn't intend intentionally do, just so you know. Uh, but two, we just want people to know that, you know, there are people out there who are capable of doing it and sometimes you just need a chance and whether you're listening to this or you're listening to pitches from other people of color throughout whatever course of business you're in you know be willing to listen with your heart and your head and just give someone a chance but uh hopefully you'll continue to give us a chance in the future uh once again we'll be next week breaking down the final episode episode nine of wandavision and then looking ahead to the future, the MCU, uh, man. And guess what? When we record next week, we'll be almost a month away from my birthday. Look at that. And what? guess what? Yes, that's right. Because as we discussed way back when, birthday episodes goes to the dealer. And so, yes, we will be doing a very deep dive on Spider Man, and me and John are going to probably have a fight, but uh, yeah, we're more than likely going. Yeah, we're going to fight. Yeah, but we look forward to uh, bringing all that to you all. Please hit us up with any thoughts, uh, love, share this podcast with people you know who may enjoy it, or people who you know are trying to get into this world. Hit us up at Twitter at Geeking OTB at Geeking OTB, and on that booty. No, on that okay, booty. I was waiting on it. <laughs> and yeah, and we will catch you all again next week. We are out of here. Deuce. Deuce. Deuce.